0: The Author to Author podcast series with award-winning author Pamela R. Hayes. Welcome to the podcast. Dalgetti herbal teas produce 100% natural high-quality organic teas using only the best ingredients. Available now from all major supermarkets or please visit our website at dalgetti.co. Dalgetti herbal teas. Hello there lovely listeners, I'm your host Pamela R. Haynes, award-winning author of Loving the Brothers. I have been busy over at Haynes Studios recording season three of the podcast. I'm excited about introducing you to another set of self-published authors. In today's episode I am excited to introduce to you our self-published author Sheena Gordine, author of unveiled pieces of a broken heart. Let's jump into the interview now. Sheena, thank you very much for joining me on the Author to Author podcast this afternoon. It's wonderful to have you. It's awesome to be here. Tell us, where are you in the world? Because I'm still trying to work that out. I am in Troy, New York, but I'm originally from Cross, South Carolina. Okay, and what's the distance between those two um, states? I'm about 13 hours from is that drive in. Yes. Okay. Can you describe for us what life was like growing up in South Carolina? Oh, that's small country town. So it's like, you know, how
1: everybody's related to everybody. And you know, I was raised by my mother and my great grandmother and worked on like worked in the fields and chopping wood. I, like I learned more hard work at an early age. So between that and just going to school there. And I graduated in 99. It was a small it was a small school because it was a small town. Like it was to where is, you had to go to the next town over to go to the store. That's small. And what's the difference in terms of where you live now? Well, now in Troy, New York, which is the upstate of New York City, because from New York City to where I am is about three hours. But here it's a lot more suburbs, cars, you know, business. It's, it's more, uh, what is it, suburban area, I guess you can call it. And what do you prefer, being in the country or are you a city girl? It depends. I mean, now that I have my own car, I can live in the country because I can drive wherever I want. But being in the suburbs, it also can make it easier, say your car don't work, that you can just catch a bus in a manoeuvre without having a vehicle and still being able to function
0: and moving on in everyday life. Right. I see. I see. So a a bit of both then. And do you know anything about your family heritage, um, whereabouts in the world you may have come from? No. And I'm actually this year, I'm planning on trying to figure that out
1: because it is quite interesting because, all right, like my last name is French. But to be honest, I only carry it because that's the last name my grandmother's carried after after her being married. So it's like there's another set of good eyes that actually reaches out to me on Facebook. And, now you know, I told them the story in the background. They were like, nah, you still family though. I'm like, I ain't going to turn around somebody loving on me, you know, just because that ain't supposed to be my last name. But evidently there's a God-given name.
0: That's what my mother still kept as her last name. Right. That would be very interesting. Maybe um, a proposal for another book, if you would to ever find out where yeah, the name definitely. originated from. But I know the last thing that I carry right now, I know it's French. I know that
1: from some of the histories of the other good, um, good eyes that I met that they do. So. Well,
0: Sheena, thank you so much for gifting us two copies of your book. I've got it right here. The book that you sent me was Unveiled Pieces of a Broken Mask. But I know that you've got another book, like um, Mask Behind the Mask. Which yes. one came first and what order should they be read in? The
1: Mask Behind the Mask came first and Unveiled the Pieces of the Broken Mask came second. Tell us about
0: Mask Behind the Mask.
1: So The Mask Behind the Mask was created in 2019. And, you know, that book, I took the poetry and spoken words and I put it together for people to just love all the imperfections of diet, the size of what, you know, what they deal with on a daily. A lot of times, you know, people show so many faces and the concept of the book is one I wrote the poetry through going through domestic violence. So though that was my safe haven to keep me as I was going through this toxic and trauma situation. And it's like, why not take what empowered me to empower others? And then also the title came from the fact that I don't look like what I both do on a daily because I have four different health diagnoses that I deal with. I don't say conditions because I don't give it that much credit. Because I look beyond what's going on. But I have fibromyalgia, which is chronic nerve pain. I have ankylospinuitis, which is arthritis in my spine. and goes to the rest of my genocidal arthritis. I have osteoarthritis And I have polycystic kidney disease. So I teach people with the poetry that you have to empower yourself regardless on what you're going through, the cards you've been dealt or what may be affecting you on a daily. And, you know, that's why I call it the mask behind the mask, because you would never know what someone's dealing with unless you have that sit down. They take that mask off and they get comfortable with you for you to understand their imperfections and the things they deal with.
0: Well, I would never have known, because when I see you on Instagram and Facebook, you're always looking so fly, Mm -hmm. nicely made up, um, the epitome of good health. Basically, you're giving us a look behind the mask about what is what is really going on. So tell us what is Unveiled Pieces of a Broken Mask about? So Unveiled the Broken Pieces of the Mask is also a poetry and spoken word book. But I
1: also kind of made it like a self-help book as well. Because during COVID, you know, I finished it. I published it in November of 2020. And the purpose was it because the fact is, a lot of times after you understand the things that you deal with and the messages that we carry, you have to learn to take them off and break them and not take them into the other relationships, the insecurities, the trust issues the baggages that we tend to have, the depression, anxiety, the fear, the worry, all the things, you know, that we might not like ourselves or things that may have happened in your past. And with that, I was just ready to help people understand that we carry different things. You don't have to keep carrying it. And it takes work to get rid of it. You have to start breaking off these different things. So inside the book, I gave them spoken words about embracing themselves and trusting and, you know, different things that, Talking about the insecurities and the baggages to just get people to understand the different information that they truly are seeing inside of themselves. They don't talk about it or do anything about it because they try to pack it up and say, oh, I'll be okay. Then it starts filtering out later during certain situations. So in there, I gave poetry, I gave spoken words. I also gave affirmations and I gave them a space to journal. I allowed them to write and answer questions so they can break those pieces and work on themselves. Because in order to be a better version of yourself, you got to
0: take, it takes work. It takes growth, but you got to want to do it. That's what I was pleasantly surprised about because there was, I thought that this was going to be a book about looking behind the mask and what's really there. But what you've done really cleverly is weave in your own stories. Um, You've weaved in affirmations. um, So I already have a favorite one here, which is so quick. I can read it to you. Always remember that you're amazing. You are beautiful. You are phenomenal. You are truly a queen. Remember that you have the power and the glory, which I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to ask you to read a passage from your book later on. But if you wouldn't mind, just to be a bit different, people tend not to pay notice to the the, the prologue or the foreword in the book. Mm-hmm. But yours is so beautifully written. I really would like you to read that out to everybody. So where it says it's on page nine, right at the beginning. I, I, I'd love you to set the scene with that just a little bit later on. But tell us, Sheena, what inspired you to write in the first place?
1: Well, I've been writing since I've been 12. Going through high school, you know, high school can be rough just a little bit. And that was first, my first love started, that's how I communicated because I wasn't one that liked confrontations or I expressed in myself differently. So I wrote in order to get my feelings out if I didn't want to talk about it. And then I grew a love for just writing and writing poetry because I like the way to express my words and use it as a passion. So I used to take poetry's and I used to get these magazines and I used to enter myself into contests when I was younger, just to you know, just say hey, well I'll try, I'll see what happens. You know, it'll either get published into a magazine or I've won a contest and got a certain you know certificate. And then another reason that I fell in love with writing is the very I think it was my senior year and. We had to um, write poetry. We made a poetry book, which I actually, I saw not too long ago. I'm like, wow, ah, this was a while ago. But, you know, just to see where I started and to see where I am now, it's like, wow,
0: major. But since I was 12, I've been writing. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. Is your book linked to your business? Yes. No. Sheena and, and
1: Motivation actually came out of both The Mask Behind the Mask and Available of Mask, because that was my step to learn how to give back to the people that are behind me. The women or individuals, the men, kids, whoever that might be going through some type of trauma or they need some encouragement, they need that motivation, that came out of it to be able to empower, impact, and inspire. So how does that manifest itself? What kind of activities do you do? Before COVID, I was doing this once a month. I used to go back and I called it the survival circle. So the survival circle was under... It was a workshop I did with back at the shelters of domestic violence victims. I also would go to the homeless shelter and I would speak to families. Being homeless ain't fun. You know what I'm saying? So just trying to pour into them to be a better version of themselves and just see the next steps that they can take to correct what happened the first time of where they got in this position of where they are now. And then also I have this workshop that I do. I call it looking in the mirror basically like a painting workshop, where you would paint masses and you would put whatever color that you're feeling, however you, you know, whatever's going on. And with that, you'll be able to then write how you feel. Like, let me give you an example. This was the very first mass I made when I was coming out of Domestic Violence. So like with me, I had a two-face and at that time, that's how I felt. I felt frustrated on one end and I wanted to be happy and powerful on another. And I'm just in the middle because some days I'm this and some days I'm that. So it's just to give people something they can look at and how they feel at that very moment and be able to inspire themselves to the next level. Something like an affirmation or, because I'm on mine I put an affirmation and I took, you know, we could take words to empower and impact you. So it's just it was a way to invest in the other people to be able to help them motivate who they are. Also with Sheena, Massive Motivation i um i actually just did an event I turned my first book into a monologue and i had eight skits it was seven impactful women that did the skits that that went along with the, the table that we put together from the book and it was it was awesome it was just amazing it was inspiring because everybody like the feedback i got from that was like when when i tell you you come into a virtual play and it's a skit they had no idea what was Headed for it. And I've gotten emails on how they cried, they felt emotions that they didn't know they was going to feel. And you know, with China, a master motivation is about teaching you to motivate yourself, unveil the things of emotions that you might have pulled and held on to for so long and never released. And also, with that, I before COVID, I was traveling and speaking. So, under that umbrella, I do a lot I do speaking, life coaching, motivation, mentoring, branding, all the above.
0: It's remarkable what has come out of just writing a couple of books where a whole business and industry and uh, has come out of doing that. So that's absolutely wonderful. So outside of that, do you have a nine to five job as well? This is my nine to five. Oh, that's wonderful. So what does success look like for you?
1: Success looks like for me if I empower or impact at least one person a day, that's successful to me. Success is not always about money or monetary gifts. And yes, it's nice to get money and the blessing. But my success to me is to have that, email. hey, thank you for everything that you said. And it took me from here to here. So that means I've done my job to impact someone. And if it's taking it one person a day at a time, that's what I'm here to do reason why I said it is because I've been through a lot and to use my testimony, my scars and my diagnosis and what I do to impact people that probably have maybe been through worse or maybe not, but I'm doing something to be a vessel for them to be
0: better about them. I've done it all. Yes. I mean, your um, life is an open book to pardon the pun. And you do speak about domestic abuse issues that you went through. Can you tell us how you managed to go through it and how did you manage to escape domestic abuse well the first time i
1: just left and the second time i left but i got stuck so it was like i went through a program i removed myself out of the situation but in order to mentally be out of it i went to therapy from therapy to art therapy to taking the steps of healing. And my first step was forgiving myself and taking my accountability for the things that had happened that I allowed to be in my presence along with everything else that was going on. So it's it's all about healing, forgiveness and learning to love yourself. Loving yourself is the first value of anything and everything. You gotta know how to love you and how to give yourself happiness because a lot of times we look for it in all the wrong places and that's how you get you in the wrong situation. So it's about loving you healing you, forgiving for the things that have been through, and keep growing. Take the lessons that was given through your situations and use them to grow through the process of your next step. Tell us, how important is your faith to you? It's very important. That actually was my number one thing that got me through. I prayed a lot. And I prayed a lot to where I'm like, Lord, if you just get me out of this, it's all about you. I'll be that vessel. I prayed a lot. Just praying and having my peace was top two things I needed. And if it's like, if I can't be able to have peace, it's going to be nothing but chaos. And in the chaos, you're going to always feel that you're trying to still get into the next step.
0: So it was was big. It was huge. So would you describe yourself as a woman of faith? Yes. And are you a practicing Christian, believer? What is your faith about? I'm a believer my ancestors. So how did you manage during the pandemic? What the kind of activities that you did to keep yourself sane?
1: I actually was working during COVID
0: like virtually. I did a lot of
1: speaking online. I did interviews, podcasts. My second book came out during COVID and then I also produced a film during COVID. Yeah, I did um it was um it was called Through Your Eyes and I filmed it during COVID and then I released it in October of 2020. So during COVID, I just took like, like when it first happened, I feel stuck, but I don't want to be stuck. So I had to sit and think like, okay, what can I do to continue to be consistent at what I was doing? So during COVID, between the new book, the movie, creating the podcast that I created during COVID and just continue to speak and do uh,
0: interviews and podcasts, I stayed busy. That's fantastic. I mean... I'm really impressed about the um, release in the film during COVID times. What What is the film called and where can we watch it? It's called Through Your Eyes, Mask Behind the Mask. It is
1: on YouTube and it's also on local TV under Vergi Spotlight TV. Because I worked, it was me and another friend of mine that did the production. It's based off a documentary of domestic violence and survivors. It's basically to impact and teach people You know, the signs. And then also I had people that came and told their story from women, men, and down to my daughter. I allowed my daughter to talk about how it impacts her, seeing me go through it as a child. And you know, the version of this documentary was to basically show that it doesn't just touch me, it touches my kids and it touches other people that are attached to me. So that's trauma all the way around. So, you know, it's a way to try to wake people up because it happens so much. I have to take a stand somewhere, and this is my way of giving into it and giving information and being
0: able to talk about things so people can wake up. The incidences of domestic abuse rose dramatically during COVID times as well. So your film was poignant and I, I no doubt will help a lot of men and women who are experiencing domestic abuse. So tell us about your other writing projects, because I'm sure you mentioned something about writing a children's book. That is going to release next month for The
1: Power in Me. And tell us about it. The concept of the book is, you know, with my kids, you know, a lot of times I have to teach them that they have power. The idea came from because I have a daughter of mine and she tends to sometimes, like if she don't get an answer right, and she'll doubt herself and, oh, I'm not smart enough. And I'm one for I'm trying to pour positive into you so you can be just as positive and be able to pour it into your other friends. And, you know, just to make you feel that, you know, that you have these powers, you just have to dig a little deeper, maybe. So the power in me was based on me telling my daughters that they have special powers and it can be anything that they want. So I use them as the characters in the book to talk to other kids like at a schoolhouse. Because if you look, like you see the picture, is other kids standing around them. So I use it as they're talking to the kids and telling them that they have a special power and they can be whatever they want to be. You know, if you look at your special power,
0: it's inside of you. Oh, wow. That's so, that's so powerful. What about any other projects that you have coming up through the pipeline? I am working
1: on book three of The Mask, which I'm going to call that the reveal of the mask, which is time to take it off, you remove it, you let it go. So I'm in the process of working on that as well. And I'm working on my second spoken word album. You know, I've collabed in several different um book projects. So I have like probably like two books that came out this year, just the beginning, because I was collabed in one book called Women of Affirmations. And then the other book is called The Hurt Story, which both have dropped in already. And those are two projects that I was in as well. And then as always, I'm revamping my um my podcast just to make them more more better. I created a group called a Power in Your Voice. With that, I basically help people to use their voice in my um in my group and I'm probably gonna turn it into another podcast. But it's just this year, you know, I say for 2022 is a year elevation. And it's time for people to use your voice and it's power in your words. And if you don't speak, no one will ever hear what you say. And if you don't talk, nobody will know what you need to say. And it's time to just use your voice to impact yourself, impact your knowledge, impact everything that's about
0: you, what you stand for and everything above, knowledge yourself. Oh, well, I'm so impressed by what you have to say. But tell me, how do you fit it all in? And when you're not running your own company, writing your books, involved in other projects, doing your children's books, doing your affirmations and so on. What do you do to relax?
1: Um, My relaxation is just spending time with my kids, spending time with my family, just taking the time out. And when, you know, without that, you know, me just sitting back and grounding myself, taking a walk outside and getting the air. Because it's cold right now, I can't do too much walking, it's like zero degrees when it's a nice day outside to take a stroll around town or to just sit back and just listen to water or music. I just like to relax. I like movies, simple things, nothing too much. I'm very a family orientated person. So most time when I'm free, I usually do something with the kids or something with my um, boyfriend and me and the girls and stuff. And just spend time because time is not something you can get back. So, you know, I always make time for my kids. So what I do is I do all the work while they're in school, and then when they come home, my focus is for them. Unless I have an interview later on, but they're just excited if I have one later on too. They be like, "Mommy, you got an interview? Ooh, go ahead, mommy. You famous." A lot of my time is with them because once, because they're only ten and eleven. If I miss too much, I can't get that back. So the privilege of being able to function my own things, I can also stop and say, "You know what? I'm gonna schedule this at a different time." So my free time is kids cooking watching
0: movies and just listening to music oh that's wonderful especially in quality time of your children has to be it's, one it's, of the greatest pleasures in life really what i did for them i made them the co-author of my book too you made your children the co-author of your book oh that's so beautiful are you ready to read i'm ready to read all right you want me to read the whole page or just some of it No, the whole
1: page please okay all righty i sure can greetings My first encounter of domestic violence was in August 22, 22, 2011. I was about seven months pregnant, and I got thrown against the cabinet in my kitchen and and strangled until I finally got his hands from around my neck. I was worried about my baby's life instead of my own. After this occurred, I was shocked, hurt, ashamed, and devastated because as a woman, I could never imagine anyone putting their hands on me. I should have never continued this relationship like most women. I was blinded by love. It took me a few few weeks because I listened to apologies. I thought I could save my family. I tried to make it work with my abuser, but in May 2012, it was not long before the demon showed up again. This time, I was holding my four-month-old daughter, and my abuser decided to choke me again while I was in my living room. I decided that my family was not worth this type of pain. Well, a few years later, I finally left and got into another relationship. Unfortunately, in 2016, I ended up in another toxic relationship. I wondered in my head, what is that I'm doing wrong? Why do I keep finding myself in these relationships, people that control issues or was dealing with their own trauma from their childhood? This time, it was more extreme from my first domestic violence situation. I was dragged upstairs by my hair. I've been choked in my sleep, called out my name, had my life threatened of getting my throat slashed. I tried to leave multiple times. My abusers started stalking me wherever I went. I had to unroot my kids to make sure we were safely away from the person that wouldn't let me go. I had to get a restraining order and press charges on my abusers. because I was tired of fearing for my life because the person was not mentally stable. It was hard to explain to my young daughter what was happening and that we would be okay in such a toxic experience. I was blaming myself for the horrible trauma that I have brought out into our lives. I started dealing with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. As a mother, I felt like a failure. As a woman, I felt destroyed. The thought of all this happening again was not sitting with me, and I had to do something to change the dynamics of my life. I had to figure out what was next for me and my ink. Well, this story is to be continued. I hope you enjoy this book, and let's begin unveiling the broken pieces
0: of a mat Oh, wow, wow, wow. Powerful, powerful stuff from the very first page. If people want to read more about you or to find out more about you, where can they get hold of you and um, where can they purchase your book?
1: They can get hold of me is either my website, which is www.behindthemask.com, or they can reach me at sgoodine, which is S-G-O-U-R-D-I-N-E, 16 at gmail.com, which is my email. Or you can find me on my social medias, which is Instagram, Sheen Author, Facebook, Sheena Gadine author. TikTok is S. Gadine author. And to get my books, you can find them on Amazon. You can find them on Barnes & Nobles. all platforms. But if you want a copy signed by me, you can just shoot to my email or shoot to my inbox or shoot to my um my website. And I'll be more than happy to help. That's wonderful. Very, very clear. But you're on TikTok. What are you doing on TikTok? Um, well, TikTok is basically, I, I promote my book. Actually, on TikTok, if you type my name in, my spoken word album pops up. So I promote my spoken word album as well. Like I'll take pictures of my book and put my spoken words together and have that be the background music that I use on
0: TikTok. Oh, that's wonderful. Promotion, promotion. (laughs) That's the name of the game, isn't it? In fact, what would be your number one marketing tip for aspiring authors who have a book out there, but nothing much is really happening with it?
1: I would definitely say stay consistent. Don't let the one like or the one buy be one thing that deter you because people are watching. You just got to stay consistent with it. I remember beginning my writing career, whereas I was the one asking and, hey, can I, can I get on your show? Me being consistent and just continue to put the content out there, be relevant. And if you have to create your own lane on your own brand, do it. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and be in your own lane. Because becoming in your own lane, you're your own brand. So you are marketing yourself. So why not? So just consistency and make your own lane
0: to be you. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you very much for that. Well, I cannot believe that we have come to the end of our interview already. Thank you so much, Sheena, for joining us this afternoon from um, the United States of America. I wish you well for the remainder of the day. And I wish your books every success. Thank you. I'm so excited. It's been an honour. One day um, I want to be coming to London. And you are invited and you are welcome. If I can help you make that trip possible, then let's keep in touch. And if we can make that happen in 2022. Absolutely. Okay, my dear. Thank you. And bye for now. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening. It's competition time now. Sheena wrote two books. What is the name of her first published book? Direct message me your answer on Instagram at Loving the Brothers author or on Facebook at Loving the Brothers by Pamela R. Haynes. Good luck and bye for now. Please join Pamela R. Haynes for another author to author podcast coming soon.